Hi, everyone. Before we get started with today's episode, Jack and I just wanted to take a moment, given that the Thanksgiving holiday is right around the corner, and just give thanks to to all yeah. of you, to ASBO International, and just kind of reflect on you know the, the past year or so and, and what we've been able to do. So um, yeah. you know, we, we've just been really fortunate to just have this opportunity and to learn from all of you and our peers and really appreciate mm-hmm. the the interaction with everybody who's listening and just participating and giving us ideas. Yeah, John, you know, this has been really a tremendous year for us. Um, SEO Perspective is really launching and taking off. And now with ASMO International, it's just, I mean, we've been really blessed to have this occur, to just have the opportunity, if I can say that, to just talk to our peers all across the world. Um, it's yeah, not even a country, it's the spectrum. world. Yeah. And, um, you know, the quality, uh, you know, it's just we got to give the thanks. And so Thanksgiving is a special holiday. I can't believe it's already that time of the year. I know. Uh, I know. However, it's really, really great to to now really give thanks. And, you know, we think about think about last year where we were this time, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, still, still doing a lot of cool stuff, but it's way different now, isn't it? Yeah, it's just next level. And, I mean, it's still, it's still expanding. It's still growing. So uh, it's really good. And the holiday time is great, you know. I mean, it's every year we expect it. The holiday mm-hmm. season comes and, you know, we're able to really get back with our friends, slow things down, obviously get good food and drinks. That's, that's I was going to say, yeah, I don't know about you, yeah. but Thanksgiving is definitely my favorite holiday. Just being able to get together with friends and family, share good food and yeah. drink. And yeah. it's just it's just such a joyous occasion. And, you know, I you know, we just wanted to take an opportunity to to give our thanks to all of you and to all of those that support us and what we're doing. And family. And for you, John, oh, yeah. uh, special moment. First time with Bo. Yeah, first Thanksgiving son. for the little guy. Thanksgiving. That'll be so much fun with the family. It's such a joyous occasion, man. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah. Can't, you know, what's, I can tell you one of my favorite things from um, Thanksgiving is the eggnog. I'm just curious. Well, what's yours? I, <laughs> I have to just put it out there. I'm an eggnog guy. So listen, if, if, if you want to mail something you make to SVO Perspectives, no, I don't, man. But um, maybe this is the year, my man. Maybe you gotta you gotta find to a make message. eggnog. <laughs> yeah. You would do that. You have I've done, done it before? before. I've done it before. Yeah. Wow. But you know, how to come out? How to turn out, though, man? Be honest. It was delicious. <laughs> it, it's a little, you know, it's thick. You know, you can't just sit there and drink it all the time. But you, you know, turn it out. There's, I, yeah, there's. I think there's like rum or bourbon in it. So I mean, you know, you can you, you know, like amp that. it up a little bit this year. And cranberry no, sauce. So, Those are my two favorites. Yeah, I can throw that. Okay. Yeah. For the can ocean ocean spray. Sorry, it's controversial. I was going to say, Jack, I know we're on the same level because I agree with you. From the can is the way to go. That jelly stuff, when you slice it into the ring, that's the move. <laughs> exactly. Wiggle, that's wiggle. The move. Yeah. But my, Good you know, one of my favorite parts is um, yeah, it shows. I love to cook and I love hosting Thanksgiving. And that's I what, know that, uh, man, about you. All these years. Yeah. Yeah, you my, chef. We, Did you put on the hat and the apron and everything, or no? I have an apron. I haven't, you know, graduated to the hat yet, but maybe I'm I busted out for Christmas, year. brother. <laughs> like chef, chef, where I be? But we're, we, we, my wife and I recently moved, and uh, we are hosting our yes, first Thanksgiving yes. in our new home. So we're really oh, excited about that. There. Wow, yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so Big you know, time, bringing man. everybody together and just getting the house okay. warm and festive is just—I I love it. And you know, this to me kind of kicks off the the whole holiday season, you know, uh, through through Christmas yeah. and the New Year and all that. So maybe we uh, should very, put a couple pics. Much, yeah, they'll call pics to me on Twitter. You yeah. know, um, yeah. and you know that'd be great. But it's good, good, good festive yeah, occasion. Yeah. Happy yeah. with this. 
But at any rate, um, we just wanted to take a moment before we get into our segment today and just, again, thank all of you for your support. And we're really looking forward to finishing up this year strong with some really great guests that I think mm-hmm. all of you tuning in will really appreciate and, and get a lot from. So yes. uh, from, from us to you, uh, thank you so much. Have a safe and happy one. Enjoy. Welcome to SBO Perspectives, the pulse of school business. In the official podcast of ASBO International. That's right. And I am Dr. Jack Mitchell, here along with the esteemed John Bricado. That's right, JB. So, JB, uh, this is so much fun. I mean, every time we get on here, uh, I, I just can't wait to have these intros and yeah. folks on. So, um, and today, I think especially we have someone new. In our NRC, uh, that I think folks really appreciate learning, not just in New York, but all around the country and world. So, um, John, I want to let them know who we have on today. Yeah, Jack, you, you said it well, and, and I agree with you. I, I love these podcasts because it's, it's, it's so much fun to talk to people, to get to know people, and really to have someone share their experience. And that's exactly what we have today. We have uh, Dr. Michael Lewis. He's the Assistant Superintendent for Administrative Services at the Lewis and Porter School District in New York. He's four months on the job. And, you know, again, just want to thank him for his time today because you know, we love having people on who just start just to get their perspective because many of us have been in the seat for so long. It's tough to remember back when we first started and what we were doing and trying to figure things out. So Michael lays it out perfectly for us. He's doing an amazing job and uh, we hope you enjoy our interview with Michael Lewis. Today on the podcast, we have Michael Lewis, Assistant Superintendent for Administrative Services at the Lewiston Porter School District. Michael, welcome to the podcast. We're happy to have you. Hey, Michael. Thanks for having me. Yeah, a long time coming. It, you're right. I know it's uh, it's going pretty well. I I've been looking forward to this for a little while. It's good. good. We're, we're so excited to have you on. As anyone else coming on here, um, we gain a sense. We gain so much through our, our podcast and our platform of all of our peers, and for them to hear that voice as well. So, uh, with that, we you know we generally like to get you know I guess you could say a sense of of who's on and a little bit of background here. So um, now. Let's put it in context. Now, you recently started your first school business office role, right? Correct. Um, maybe let's let's start there. Can you maybe tell us a little about you know your your background and why you know ultimately decided to transition into this career? Sure. Um, so I started as a school psychologist actually in a local uh, city school district up in Western New York. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's not the normal career path, I think, anymore. But that uh, that position I was in for about four or so years uh, and then went into special assignment roles in district office. Um, so most of my personal background has been in special education and, and school psychology. Um, you know, my training is really more on the practitioner side. So I don't have like a doctorate in educational leadership or anything. My doctorate's in psychology, actually. And um, once I went into uh, a different school district in Kemore, Tonawanda, that's where I became a special education director there uh, and then moved around a little while and landed here in this role. Very so nice. this is now my 19th year um, in public education. But you've so been you, in a different way. That's good. We're gonna yeah, jump. yeah. You, you have a, an interesting background. So um, what made you take the plunge to the dark side of being a school business official? 
I don't know if this is gonna if this is gonna sound great or not, but I've I've sort of always been interested in this role and in this work. Um, when I was on special assignment as a psychologist, I was responsible for a lot of uh, grants and a lot of kind of special funding, um, and I was entrusted with that work really from top to bottom. I was I was writing the grants, I was managing the grants, I was submitting the reporting for all those. So in all of that work even though I wasn't in the business office, I had a lot to do with all of those people and all of those functions. Um, so I got to know that work pretty well. I wanted to become a school business official. I used to get the certification a long time ago, and it just didn't really work out due to availability of programs and, and things like that in my career mm -hmm. advancement. Sure. So then when COVID hit, really, that was an opportunity for me to kind of recalibrate things. And I said, you know what, no time like the present. Um, let the global pandemic work for me. And um, there you go. I found I found a program in the state online and uh, went through the program during the pandemic. And then due to some good timing, landed this position here a few months ago. So really, uh, the past 19 mean. years have just been a complete ruse. And you've been just, you know, aiming to be a school business official. That's, that's you know, that's yes, encouraging to hear. Sinister, you know? I'm I'm a I'm a long game guy, so that's good. That's some heavy investment there, you know. So, yeah, <laughs> you mentioned your, your your special ed experience, and you know, having managed a lot of grants, has that experience really prepared you for what you're doing now? I mean, and, and, and before we we go any further, how long have you been in the role as school business official at Luport? Um, I have been in this role for exactly four months today. Oh, so you're a vet. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, so yeah, like I know I know it all. I'm I'm all set now. I'm just really riding things out um right, for a while. Right. Here. But yeah, so I mean you, you have a lot of finance experience, maybe not necessarily directly with being a school business official and putting you know general fund budgets together, but I'm sure that your experience has prepared you in some capacity to be ready for this. Can you can you speak to that a little bit? Sure. So I, I really do think that that has something to do with my training as a school psychologist and then a lot also to do with the work that I did um, in my various school districts in my career. Um, school psychology is very analytical, obviously. Um, I'm doing, I, did a, I was trained in doing a lot of assessments and a lot of evaluations and sort of understanding a holistic situation. Um, so that kind of analytical training, I think, is really helpful for this kind of job, um, especially when you're thinking about dealing with predictions, you know, with a student, what can I do today to help that student be successful with a strategy two years from now is actually, in my mind, very analogous to what can I structure financially today to make sure that we're solvent two years from now. Um, so I think there's that situation. And then really, a lot of the grant management is really what... Um, what got me interested in it. You know, I would be responsible for doing those things that we do every day that we don't really think about. Um, you know, like when I would be building out a budget that had staffing implications for a, for a, a grant that we were awarded, I would need to make sure that I was calculating in those salary increases every year and calculating in the cost of increases in insurance if we were covering those funds, those, those expenses on the grant. Um, but also from a programmatic perspective, recognizing that to do a special project that the state is funding, you need to have people to do that. And those people cost money. Um, so I had probably more to do with the business office in the grant management part of things than I did with the instructional office. 
Wow. Well, I, I can, can say I can say selfishly, um, you know, Michael, for those who don't know, he and I worked together for some time at, at Kenton. And I, I will double down on the fact that he did take everything into account when building grants. So I had a really positive experience with him uh, because he did take into consideration that these grants aren't necessarily guaranteed. There is staff that needs to happen. And most importantly, there are ancillary benefits attached to to staffing, which doesn't always get across sometimes. So uh, I really enjoyed our time together, Michael. I can't say the same for you, but it was it was good from the business I, standpoint. I did I did, except for the one or two times where I tried to uh, sneak one of my people onto your general fund, and you didn't let me do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys got some history there. I see. That's kind of that's interesting. You know what, though, Michael, you made a great point, though. I, I think that our listeners probably will pick up on this when you think about your holistic view, right? I think it was advantageous, like you said for you being on both sides with the grants, being immersed within to see exactly the numbers, but then knowing exactly how it's going to, you know, impact, you know, the, the program and, and overall, I, I think that that's probably how you're able to really get in this role. I mean, like you said, you eyed it for some time, but that inside, I think really prepared you and put you ahead of, of the curve here. So, so, and you know, I want to say the four months that you mentioned, I got to say this, this is off. I could tell from the back behind you, you got a couple of things you got to hang up and look like the yes. phone was on the wall. Yeah. That's, how still fresh, like- <laughs> that's how fresh you are. They haven't even hung up your um, your credentials yet. But listen, we I know, know. you had to go yourself. They're, ready. they're framed so, and ready. They're just not up yet. They're framed and ready. You nail on the wall, you know. You got to nail it in. Um, so my next question for you now is really more with the budget process, right? So now you're framing to your own here. You know, you're a Louport, and now. I mean, you, you're identifying some nuances, you know, they're new, you know, s- some of the things that you want to implement. Um, have you identified something that maybe you like to put your spin on? And and I guess I, the reason I'm asking that is how do you really decipher someone else's budget first and foremost? Yeah. Um, so deciphering someone else's budget, I'll start with the last question first, is, is, is pretty challenging in a lot of ways, actually. Um, the person who preceded me was in this role for for a pretty decent amount of time. Uh, the person who preceded her was in this role for probably 25 years. So in a way, wow. I'm I'm the third business official in three decades uh, in Lewiston Porter. So with that comes a lot of sort of embedded awareness that isn't always very easily recognized. So for me, as someone who hasn't built out his own budget yet who hasn't really been through that process in the in the level of detail that a school business official is usually is involved in it, I do have some struggles because I don't know the why of some of the things that I'm seeing. Um, so they'll be they'll be very easily understood and explained situations that are represented financially in the budget, but I don't have that history. I don't have that historical knowledge. So that has been a little challenging. Um, but in terms of the process, my own spin, I think that's where what I really want to do is go a little bit more technology forward. Um, I have found that in, in, for those who, who did this work before me here, there's a lot of paper. Um, there's a lot of, um, handwritten kind of information. So, you know, you can, you can, yeah, yeah, it, it, you know, and you can only store so much physical stuff. So really, you know, my goal here is to, 
at least in this first budget, not necessarily upend the whole process, but at least digitize a lot of the conversations. So, you know, if for me, it would be a lot easier to have principals enter their requests into a spreadsheet that's stored on Google Drive than it would be for me to go to a binder that's four inches thick and see what they hand wrote for each department. Um, So that's really the that's kind of going to be my major focus this year is to just sort of digitize the process, even if there's not a lot of changes that result in that, I'll at least have easily accessible data. Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, it really takes you at least one budget cycle to get through and understand. And, you know, I, I remember back when I first started just inheriting something that has been at, at a district for so long, it's it's doesn't mean it's good, doesn't mean it's bad. It's just you're just not used to it, right? So it takes time to right. not only kind of reverse engineer what you are responsible for, but then kind of how do you carry that forward when it's not your nomenclature, it's not your process. So um, yeah, best of luck with that. It's it's not an easy thing, but I'm, I'm sure you'll be uh, you'll be off just fine with that. But I'm not stressed out about it at all. I'm not... Yeah, you look you look composed. You know, <laughs> you <laughs> you look great. Right, right. <laughs> so you know, in our jobs, obviously, it's not just budget. There is so much more that goes into it uh, from a, an operational standpoint. And for you, you're in the middle of multiple capital projects that are kind of layered on top of each other. And you know, how are you managing not only just getting your feet wet with the budgeting process from the school business official standpoint, but now you're in the throes of capital work that's been going on, you know, projects that you have not built, but that have in, you've inherited and you're responsible for kind of carrying forward. So what are you doing to kind of manage both of those different kind of silos? And how are you approaching, you know, learning all of that kind of on the fly? So I, um, right now I have, but our capital outlay project, I have an energy performance agreement contract for solar panels, and I have a traditional capital improvement project. Okay, um, nice. One thing I will say that I'm very thankful for is that my superintendent has been in his role for seven years or so now, and he was with the district in a different role for a decade before that. Oh, He's also great. heavily involved in the process. So I really have been lucky to be able to rely on him. He knows every single step of the process. He knows why we are doing these projects. He knows the reasons for them and and what the vision is for that. So I have, in my new role, I have been able to rely on him uh, quite a bit in the last few months. Beyond that, just, I think the thing that's helping me is, is recognizing that I can rely on other people to do their specific roles. You know, so I don't really have to be an expert today in municipal bonding. Um, I can call my colleague whose sole role is to handle that kind of financial work with us and trust that that person is doing their work and, and rely on them and ask a lot of questions. Um, so kind of trusting the people who are doing that expert level work for various pieces and recognizing that really my role, you know, I'm not laying bricks. Um, uh, you know, my role is really to oversee it and make sure we're aligned with our, with our plan and not necessarily have to get super granular on, on each little aspect of each project. Yeah, it's a lot to manage. And, you know, that being said, You've worked closely with the business office through a lot of your career. You are now in the business office, but four months in, what is the surprising aspect of the work that you didn't realize was there, um, you know, being on the outside for so long? Um, I think I'm a little surprised by how much people do actually pay attention 
to the dollars as they're represented in the budget. Um, you know, a lot of times I think, given that I've worked in schools on the service delivery side and not just as an administrator on the financial side, it, I was coming into this role thinking people are really focused on, I'm an English teacher, I'm a school psychologist, I'm a classroom aide, whatever, I'm a bus driver, whatever it might be, that's my role, that's what I'm focused on. I was surprised by how focused people are on the actual dollars. You know, what are we what are we budgeting for next year? Is that the same number of teachers? Are we going to have to consider new programming? Um, people really are mindful of that. And people, people really do recognize that the budget is a numerical representation of a system's values. Um, and they identify that way, which I think is good. It, it, it helps me because then I'm more comfortable talking about the actual money because people get it that there is at some point there is actual money that's involved in each of our decisions. Hmm. Yeah, well said, well said. And so, you know, be, being new to the role, are you? I mean, you've obviously you you received your school district business leader certification. You went through the schooling, but doing the work and learning about the work are very different. Are you? moving forward, looking into any other professional development opportunities and, you know, what is kind of piquing your interest at yeah. this point now that you have a little bit of experience Support yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I am, and I have. Um, so it's funny that you mentioned PD ongoing professional development. I joked when, um, I joked with my wife the day that I got my SDBL exam scores and passed, I said, congratulations. I'm now minimally qualified to do this work. Um, <laughs> So, because of course you can pass an exam and that's great, but then there's the actual sitting down and using four different kinds of software and dealing with a staff mm -hmm. of 300 people and, and all that stuff. So, so, I mean, right before this, right before this, this broadcast, we, I was on a training with our local BOCES to kind of walk me through some nuances of part of our financial software. Um, you know, I spend a decent amount of time attending, um, like one or two hour webinar trainings on various specific aspects. So, you know, Spence. offered through, offered through ASBO, um, offered through some vendors. Um, I do, I do believe in attending conferences. Um, so I, you know, in my role, I'm not only the business official, I'm also responsible for all of the human resource administration. Um, so I do spend time, you know, looking at things like legal briefings and decisions and going to state and local conferences for human resource and business administrators. Um, and I, I ask a lot of questions of my friends. Um, John may or may not have received a couple dozen text messages in the last few months. Um, a couple of other friends, <laughs> <Happy> to help. <laughs> a couple of other friends I have who are business officials, um, I'm comfortable reaching out to and, you know, just being. Sure. Being honest and honestly being vulnerable about it. You know, I, I literally sent a text message last week to a few different people saying, I'm asking this question because I'm insecure about this decision. What should I do about a transportation contract? Um, and, you know, I sent that to three or four people and got some different opinions and it helped make my decision. So for me, that's professional development because I'm asking experienced colleagues about what they think. You, you yeah, the networking piece learn. is huge. Daily. I mean, you're going to roll your sleeves up, put the time in, you know, before, after hours and really get it going. And I can tell that you have that, that worth ethic and personality, you know, in talking to you here. Uh, so um, with that, though, we do before, you know, we let you go. We always want to, if you've heard the podcast before, gain a sense of any piece of advice, you know, that you may want to offer. Uh, you know, we have seasoned 
we have new SBOs like yourself even. Um, but what, what piece of advice do you think you can offer to our listeners? Um, so for I think this, this works on both ends of the spectrum of experience, new and veteran. Um, I really... I really can't think of a time when I've been in a professional setting where I haven't relied on a mentor um, in any of my roles, in any of my districts, at any point in my career. Um, So I would say that for my advice, it's really to make sure that all of us, whether we're brand new or whether we've been doing this for 30 years, carve out some time to make sure that we try and establish a relationship that's pretty, that's closer with maybe one or two people, you know, so for me as a new person to focus on mentoring, because I'm going to be the recipient of that, I'm going to be the beneficiary of that experience. But also to recognize that as I gain my experience, I can focus on somebody who is new in the future and give them some support to to kind of keep that going. Um, I, I really think that for veterans, it's important to work with newer people to impart knowledge, but also to see about new strategies or a new way of looking at things. And for new people, focusing on mentoring is important because you want to maintain those relationships and you want people that are that you can trust that you can just go to very directly and honestly and get that support that you need right away. Certainly. Certainly. Wow. We really appreciate yeah. that. That's good stuff. Yeah, well said, Michael. And I couldn't agree with you more. The the whole mentorship model is so important because the work that we do is just a lot of the time scattered in many different areas. There's a lot of regulations, a lot of guidelines, but it's kind of where to even start. So having somebody to kind of act in as somebody to guide you along and shepherd you to, you know, being a successful school business official, critically important. I've had mentors of my, uh, my own and it's, it's, it's huge. Mm-hmm. So very it's well key. said, but yeah, at any rate, um, thank you so much for your time today. This was a great conversation yes. and, you know, especially taking time out of your, your, your busy day. I know you're four months in and you have plenty to do. So we really appreciate sure your time. Michael. Busy. Yes. Thanks very much. I'm going to go hang out my diplomas now. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> should nail and hammer out, right? <laughs> no, you sure will be there. <laughs> That's good though. All Thanks, right. Michael. Uh, thanks again, Mike. Thank you again for tuning in to SBO Perspectives. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Michael Lewis today. Uh, we certainly did. And, you know, he it did. seems like he's hitting the ground running and, and doing everything he can. I mean, especially having that experience yes. kind of on the outside of the business office, but still tangentially related to finance has no. just really helped yeah. him a lot. Hey, John, this is so stimulating. I'll tell you why. Think about it, right? You're talking about a psychologist, right? This, you know, I guess for most people, they can't associate business, finance, psychology mm-hmm. but here in school business it makes sense in the background he had he said 19 years right 19 in years school district prior to his four months now he started, he started being in the school year starting july um yeah. it goes to show that our jobs are just so complex and the amount that it takes it takes a different skill set but there mm-hmm. are many ways and aspects you know i would just make it a cake aching to this that like you know we're we're the voltron right Oh yeah, that's right. We did have both. That's right, because you know, <laughs> think back to that. Um, yeah. But really, that's all the pieces you put together. You have to have a certain mind skill set. It doesn't have to be one one piece. Like it doesn't have to be all finance. But you can see in this case, psychologist background is really coming coming to advance in the grants. I mean, you know, I guess it just that's huge. falls right into play. Yeah. So 
it's good stuff, you know. So we really appreciate our listeners. Um, and you know, we want to um, always thank SBU International, right, for continuing yeah. to um, help promote uh, this podcast and move forward. And um, you know, each and every week, John, it just it just gets better and better. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It, we, we're we're really lucky to to have such an opportunity, and we appreciate everyone who's tuning in and listening. So thank you all to your support. Make sure to subscribe and tune in and share the conversations that we have every week with our fellow SBOs Email. across the nation. It's on yep. Twitter. Yep. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week.